0: The people of sake actually brought me into sake. Back in 1988, this place was actually in Ginza,
1: and the main drag. At first, it was kind of soy sauce, it was miso. To
0: the point where it actually changed my life. New Year's Day, 1989.
2: Uh, Not just sake as a beverage, but all the culture and history. Thanks for tuning in to another episode of Sake on Air, the world's first podcast dedicated to expanding the dialogue surrounding Japan's iconic beverages, sake and shochu and awamori recorded at the japan sake and shochu information center in the heart of tokyo made possible with the support of the japan sake and shochu makers association my name is chris hughes and i'm joined today by one of your regular hosts here on the show sebastian hello
0: chris good evening
2: good evening how are you doing it's been a while since actually we've recorded uh, yeah it's
0: actually my first recording it's been like yes, yes. Yes. i don't know months. Yeah. Probably, probably the sake future summit back in november yes
2: mm-hmm. oh yes it will be won't it well uh we we have something a little bit different today don't we yeah Sebastian? i'm very
0: excited to do I'm something very really excited, new very excited
2: seconds. too so everyone listening get yourself a glass of sake and prepare yourself for a lot of laughter in today's show as i welcome uh all the way from broadway where he is currently performing <laughs> and in the uh, west end in the london as well um none other than uh, an officially uh, qualified rakugo which is a performer of Rakugo in Japan, Mr. Katsura Sunshine.
1: Konnichiwa! <laughs> Konnichiwa. Thank you for having me. Thank you for, for love that introduction. You're just getting people so... <laughs> the expectations are now so high that I'm going to make everyone laugh <laughs> at the, You've 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 guaranteed my failure over the next two hours. <laughs> <laughs> Straight in there with a the punchline. <laughs> yeah, exactly.
2: Thank you so much for having me. Thank mm-hmm. you. We have a glass of sake here as well. Yeah, we well. do. This so is we've fantastic. We've got our sake ready. So um, perhaps um, if if we could start with maybe
1: like a little. Sure. Performance and, mm. and, and, and introduction to Rakugo. A little. Well, Rakugo was a 400 year tradition of Japanese storytelling. The story has been passed down from master to apprentice, master to apprentice through the ages up until the present day. And the, Rakugo has a very interesting structure because the first half of a Rakugo performance is like a self introduction and some explanations and some self deprecating humor and some jokes. And it's a lot like stand up comedy, really. And then the second half is uh, the story proper, which has been passed down through the generations. I learned them from my master. My master learned them from his master, et cetera. And you turn your head to the left, you play one character. You turn your head to the right, you play another character. And every story ends in a punchline, as if it were a long, drawn-out joke. But so the first half... It's basically what I'm doing right now. I'm already performing. You think I'm explaining. I'm already performing. This is Rakugo right here. Please don't get me wrong. I've started my performance already. The 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 clock is ticking. But even certainly when I'm performing on Broadway or in London's West End, we start with a bit of an introduction. But even in Japan, when we're performing in Japanese, a lot of the audience members are seeing Rakugo live for the first time. So we often start with the same explanation. The explanation goes like this. When we perform Rakugo, we use only two objects, only two props. In Japanese, we call this sensu. In English, we call this a fan. In Japanese, we call this tenugui. In English, we call this a hand towel. So far, so good, right? When we perform Rakugo, we wear special clothing, particular garments. In Japanese, we call this a kimono. In English, we call this a kimono. (laughs) (laughs) When we perform Rakugo, we kneel for long periods of time in a very special way. In Japanese, we call this kneeling position seiza. In English, we call it Punishment. <laughs> so true. Then you, yeah, you have that much of an explanation. Then you're ready to go. When we begin, Rakugo in Japan, we start with agreeing to the audience called Aisatsu. And I'll just, just to create a little bit of a Japanese atmosphere here, I'll do the Aisatsu in Japanese and I'll mm-hmm. translate into English if that's okay. Good. Yep, that's fine. Is that all right? Yeah. In Japanese, it goes like this. And- 皆様、The <笑> same isatsu translated into English. Ladies and gentlemen, thank you for coming. Sometimes English is shorter (laughs) than Japanese (laughs) So because we are talking about sake today and the theme is sake, I'm going to do a very, very, very short Rakugo story uh, that involves drinking. I think any culture... When we're drinking. Uh, when do we get our drunkest? We get our drunkest when we've been drinking for the longest period of time. And when it comes time to go home. When it comes time to go home. When you really should have a little bit of your wits about you. That's when we're at our drunkest point, And that's where the kind of crunch of the story often comes in real life. And it's no different in Edo Japan. Ah, ah, that's enough. Let's go home. Ah, all right. All right. Let's go home. Remind me. Where do you live? Where do I live? Where do I live? You know where I live. You go out of this establishment. Turn right. Go up the hill. Turn left. My house is the first one on the left. Huh? Mm-hmm. What? 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 One more time? One more time? How many times do I have to remind you? Go out. Turn right. Up the hill. Left. My first house on the left. Mm-hmm. Go out of this establishment. Huh? Eh? Turn right, up the hill, turn left, first house on the left. <laughs> no, 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 no. That cannot be your house. <laughs> Impossible. Why not? That's my house. No, 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 cannot be your house. That's my house. No, well, no, 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 no. That's my house. No. That's my house. No. What are you? You must be mistaken. That's my house. No. I have lived there for over 25 years. I have lived there for over 25 years. Oh, 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 oh. oh. Taisho, Taisho. Master, master. Those two customers over there. Uh, maybe you should intercede. Looks like they're going to get into a fight. Who, 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 what? Uh, ah, those two. No, they're always arguing like that. Huh, father and son. <laughs> <laughs> that is fantastic. That is really <laughs> <laughs> fantastic.
2: Well, I was thinking, you know, because... Um, uh, well, if we can have you explain kind of like the, the history a little bit of, of rakugo, but it was, it kind of evolved in the Edo period, right? Absolutely, Which, yeah. I wonder if, if some of these rakugo stories are almost mirrors of the times, you know, they give you a, a kind of glimpse at the kind of culture, the unique culture that they had in the Edo period.
1: Absolutely. Uh, that that leads to a question I'm also, also really asked um, by my seniors. Um, and by the, by the masters of the art form, by a lot of Rakugo fans is like, does this work in English? Do people in New York understand Rakugo? Like, how does that, how does that all happen? In London, do they know? And it's fascinating that the humor of Rakugo is really universal. So what I'm performing, it's just a, it's literally, a straight translation of what i would do in, J- in japan in japanese if it's my master's story it's a straight translation use the same rhythm as i speak english as if i'm speaking in japanese um, not imitating an accent but that way but i'm just saying like the same kind of rhythmical way the same pauses the same comic timing people all over the world uh, will laugh at it and i i couldn't figure it out at first why because you would think humor every like in Jap- in Japan, they could talk about warai no tsubo or like the taste right. in humor right. differs. Heck, me as a Canadian, when I went to London and heard a stand-up comedian talk, I, one third of it, I couldn't get, I couldn't get the humor. Yeah, yeah. So why is Rakugo translatable? I mean, that's, I speak English as a native language. I went to London. And I didn't understand a lot of the humor, which means going from like Japanese to English and going from Tokyo to New York or Osaka to New York. Like, why is it perfectly translatable? And I thought about this a lot, but I think, and it just points to exactly what you were just saying, I think rakugo is a slice of common life, and it doesn't speak to Japanese-ness specifically as much as it speaks to humanity. So it's like the couple fighting, or the walls are thin, so you can hear the neighbor talking, or the thief who just can't seem to steal anything but becomes friends with his victims at the end, or the smart friend and the not-so-smart friend, but the not-so-smart friend always seems to say the cleverest thing in the end. It's All the sources of humor... Are not are not because they're Japanese. It's because they're human beings, and so that's why when you translate it, anyone can laugh. Now, if people know the Edo period, mm. then there's so much in rakugo of the picture of the situation um, and the drama of it that's very Japanese, and so you can learn a lot from, about Japan by listening to rakugo. And I think modern Japanese people learn a lot about the Edo period by listening to rakugo. So there's all kinds of there's all kinds of ways where it really does represent a slice of Edo life. It's just that the humor or what's left of the humor has, has been the humor that survived over the 400 years. As society changes, this humor has stayed the same. And that's why I think it's very, very uh, universal at the same time. It's amazing that it can straddle both worlds at the same time. Yeah,
2: that's really interesting. It's like a kind of a comedy time machine, isn't
1: it? Absolutely. Yeah, well put. I just talked for five minutes, <laughs> and you had the nerve to encapsulate it in three words. <laughs> yeah, perfect. Exactly but, what but it is. no high-level jokes. That's amazing. Uh, like that. Yeah, exactly.
2: A <laughs> very high-level comment. If we can kind of go back a slight bit, we're going to talk Absolutely. a lot about like you know the, the links with Saki and how Saki is portrayed in Rakugo. We'll go there. But actually, I'd like to learn more about um, you and your story. How on earth did you discover um, Rakugo? I mean... It, when, what was the yeah. first time you came to Japan? Actually, it
1: has a lot to do with sake. Okay. Uh, uh-huh. I first saw Rakugo in a yakitori restaurant uh-huh. um, while I was drinking sake, as a, as a matter of fact. So I had been in Japan for about five years. And I went to this one little yakitori shop in Yokohama like eight times a week. That's how much I loved yakitori. Right. And um, the owner of the shop, you say master in Japanese, master. which obviously is obviously yeah. taken yeah. from the master of the shop, master of the ship. Um, he, he was uh, like a kind of a rakugo producer as well. So he would, have, he would have a show in his yakitori shop once every couple of months. And he'd invite a couple of professional storytellers, young, on the younger side, in, earlier in their careers. And they'd do two stories each. So you heard four stories. And then everyone would drink sake and eat yakitori after the show, including the storyteller. So it was a lot of fun. And so he just invited me one day. He said, you like Japanese culture, you'll love rakugo, come. And so on a whim... I came. So be careful of what you do on a whim. Because look <laughs> at me attest, now. We can attest <laughs> to that, can't we, Sebastian? Exactly. <laughs> you probably like yeah. any, anyone who's here, you can probably attest to it, right? Yeah. So that was, yeah, that was my uh that was my start. But the moment I saw the first show, I knew this was what I was born to do. Like it just hit me like a ton of bricks. I just loved it. I loved every moment of it. This the whole self-deprecating humor, the introduction, the fact that everyone's killing the was laughing then you get into the story and like i figured it out after I'd, I, I i would hear after my first experience that the stories are up to 400 years old which means when shakespeare was alive mm-hmm. yaki, uh, yakitori existed no <laughs> so sometimes i mold the two into it's in one of his plays somewhere yeah, exactly
0: <laughs> how was your japanese at that time because yeah, i must yeah. say yeah. i love even if i don't understand very often and and our listeners you yeah, yeah. can't feel that but just the energy that you've been projecting just telling the story yeah. gets you into it
1: absolutely and,
0: and you yeah. start laughing even if you don't understand
1: yeah you start laughing in spite of yourself it's yeah. very true um, my Japanese was okay but so the first part when I was saying like the introduction part the, you call makura or the pillow mm-hmm. part yep. that was easier to understand because it's more like normal talking and talking about events or talking about my, the, the, the themselves so the first time I could still I could understand most of that But then when they get into the story, it tends to be a little bit older Japanese. And so that, that was, um, a bit harder to, uh, keep up with. Yeah. I still, the first story ever, I ever heard by coincidence was Jugaiman, the kid with the long name. Right. And I happened to know that story. So it was lucky that I could kind of latch onto something right away. But you're right. Even now, if I hear a, like one of the longer stories for the first time, I still don't understand what's going on. If I don't get a, if I don't get a summary beforehand. So it is. Yeah. It really, can, be, can be hard.
2: Yeah, it, it can get a little bit. Uh, the Japanese they use is very, very old, isn't it?
1: Can so. be, um, they're updating it. I mean, they do update it little by little. It's not like Kabuki, right. um, where it's preserved. Yeah. With Rakugo, the, the prime motive of a performance is to make your audience laugh. So if they don't understand, then you have to update the language. But they try to do it in a way that preserves the old atmosphere of the language, so that you're still... Perver- you're preserving the atmosphere and then but you're still making the audience laugh so there are we're always tra- trying to strike that balance basically
0: I, mean, I have tons of questions but let's get back to you i mean yeah so, you're, so
1: here you are you're in
2: this yakitori place you then you've gone to go and see this black girl show and you you're smitten.
1: They're smitten yeah love it for a sight what,
2: what happens next
1: uh so i want to do this and the yakitori master said impossible there's no foreigners and no master would ever take it for her. And you have to do this three year apprenticeship, which is basically indentured servitude. So just study it as like a kind of what it would, just like an, like, do it as a hobby, like yeah. do, do it yeah. as an amateur, do it as, as, as a basis for study. And he said, you know, if you, I played accordion. Right. And he said, you know, do, we, there's this called, this thing called accordion mandan, which is accordion comedy. Do a little routine in Japanese and I'll get you in some of the shows as like, it's called uh, Iro Mono, like the the color act. It's something that's not rakugo in a rakugo right. show. And so I said, like, oh, okay, I'll do that. That's fun. And then so that got me into the dressing room of the of the you know the smaller shows of the mm-hmm. rakugo shows. And then I got to I got I became friends with some rakugo storytellers. And then but seeing the way they interacted. In the dressing room, the way they did aisatsu, the way they introduced themselves. This is my master and I'm this and this is how many years. And then, then all the seniority and depending on your, your seniority, your role in the dressing room was all decided. So nobody had to explain anything to anyone and all that. Like just the whole beautiful way it worked. Like it, it almost made me want to become a storyteller more. Like I love the art form. I love what they were doing on stage, but the whole community spirit and the whole, the whole family of, of storytellers, the way they were in the dressing room, made me very, very determined to to actually join that world.
2: Sounds oh, so familiar, doesn't
1: it? It's the same thing with sake, Very yeah? similar. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. A lot yeah. of
2: people join sake Breweries because they they want to be part of the family and they love that whole it's, kind of family. Spirit. I think
1: the reason so many Japanese traditional art forms have survived the generations. I'm right now I'm raising investment to put my show on Broadway again. And I and as part of my investment pitch, I I just took just did an exercise with my business partner to list up as many Japanese art forms as we could do in like 10 minutes as we could find on Google. We didn't know them off by heart, but just, just list them up sort of on stage and et cetera. And we had 120 and we weren't even scratching, scratching the surface. I mean, when you look at the yose, which is the traditional Rakugo theater, this is comic vaudeville theater, vaudeville, yeah. you have Rakugo, you have Kodan, which is like Rakugo, but it's more historical. You have Daikagura, which is kind of a, a, a juggling, uh, Japanese juggling and um, kind of performance art. You have manzai, which is two-person comedy, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. There's got to be like 10, 15 art forms, uh, traditional Japanese magic, et cetera. That's what the yosei. Then if you go to a different stage form, which is more like the theater, you've got kabuki and no and kyogen and the bunraku puppet theater and joruri, which is another version of puppet theater, etc., 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 et, cetera, et, cetera, et, cetera, et, cetera, et cetera. Taishu engei. just goes on and on. When you go into kimono and the creation of kimono and the fabrics and that, when you go into any with sake, yep. it's, it's, it's like countless Things that have been done for hundreds of years, and people are still doing it professionally today. I don't think there's any other country like this in the no, world. No,
2: I don't think so. I think that's what makes Japan extremely
1: unique. It's extremely unique. Yeah. And what do these things have oh, in common? You just you just proved it to me. I just thought, you know what? Why is why it is because you fall in love with the master. Yeah as much as you fall in love with the art form. So it's not that they're making, it's not just that they're creating something incredible, but the person who's mastered it is also incredible. And I, yeah. they say in Japanese, nagara uh, mm-hmm. which means as you're polishing your art, you're also polishing your heart. Mm-hmm. And because you have to become uh, an attractive enough master of this, that people will glom to you, that people will say, I want to study yeah. under them for yeah. three, four, five, ten, yeah. 10, whatever years. And to continue this art form, yeah, you and s- it,
2: you see that in the sake industry too. It's a lot about yeah. personality. A yeah. lot of people fall in love with the breweries because of the personality of the toji, the master That's brewer. That's it. And a lot of foreigners end up working for breweries because they've fallen in love with
1: the, the toji or whatever. I love um, it. As an extreme example, one of my old one of my older brother storytellers, one of my seniors, said, "I would have become a carpenter if my if our master had been, been a carpenter. Yeah. I fell in love yeah. with him, and so he and I had no interest in rakugo. But he was a rakugo storyteller, so I suddenly had interest in rakugo." So it's, there's extreme cases like that, yeah, where they are even they're even picking their the, the whole art form based on that person's Just personality. The personality, yeah.
2: yep. So you you had a fateful encounter with a certain very famous rakugo car. Yeah, um, it, it, his name is uh, very similar to yours,
1: right? His you name is Katsura Bunshi. Bunshi, but when I joined him, it was Katsura Sanshi, and mm. the San in Sanshi is three, right? So we, as Rakugo Storytellers, when we get a name from the master, it includes part of their name. Now, Katsura is the family name, so we all get that. Yeah. And then we all, the, up the first 20 or so of us got the San. So there's Sankin and Sanzo and Sando and San something. And then my master calculated that I would be performing abroad, so we wanted a name that actually made sense in English. So he gave me the kanji for shine, which is kagayaku or ki. Mm-hmm. So most Japanese people would look at it and say Sanki. But you have something in Japanese called ateji, where you can, you can put a different reading to a kanji. And people do this with babies' names as well. Like they, if they want the meaning of the kanji, but they want a different sound, they can just, they're they're kind of free to, to put that sound on it. So he gave me the English pronunciation of that. And so it's katsura san shine, which, um, is actually play on words because it's the san means three, but then it becomes sunshine in English. So fantastic. Um, So it's a beautiful play on words and, um, Japanese people tend to know the, the word sunshine because the uh, the song "You Are My Sunshine" is very po- very popular. Everybody knows it. everybody knows the lyrics for that. Mm. So it's a, it's actually a it's actually a play on words that works really well in Japanese as well as uh, as well as yeah abroad. It's a fantastic name. Thank you. Yeah, and I feel like a sunshine. Yeah. So yeah, that's lovely. Told me, sunshine. Now that your name is Sunshine, you got to dye your hair blonde. And I, I've been dyeing my hair. (laughs) This is not. This is not the real color. Yeah, (laughs) believe it or not. How unusual is that? Because
2: normally it's all about you know having the same you know kind of black color hair in Japan,
1: isn't it? Absolutely. I am probably the first, the first apprentice under apprenticeship in the history of the art form in 400 years to be dyeing their hair during apprenticeship but that so they have a lot of control over you they they you know you have to kind of do everything they say i just do everything i say you have yeah. no you give up the last decision you make in your life for three years is you choose the master right. you choose the master you want to go to but if they the second they accept you then you don't decide anything for another three to four years until the master sets you free <laughs> so, and what if it nothing. kind of goes wrong
2: half you know uh, at some point can you kind of change no just, no no
1: it's not that light a decision it doesn't go wrong right. really it's okay. like you i mean you could you could regret becoming a radical storyteller but you don't regret you don't say like oh maybe this master wasn't right for me maybe i'll go to someone else it's right. very very rare you can't just do that it would have to be something a lot
2: of respects you know it'd like have lost, cr- you? it had to be something
1: crazy basically the master would have to say i think you should go with this person sometimes right. they'll pass off an apprentice to someone more appropriate very rare that something like that happens and sometimes you'll get fired, but usually it would, he would have to do something almost – no. You get fired for any little thing, but they'll usually take you back. at You're thinking days. of all the things that you <laughs> – Yeah, I was almost – my master kind of fired me like a bunch of times, but that was nothing. I just came back the next day. But to, to be truly fired and not taken back, you'd almost have to do something like kind of criminal or very, very insulting to the master. Like what are you thinking kind of thing. Yeah. So it's, it's very much a family. Like, you're not going to fire your son or daughter, right? Mm-hmm. There's, there's going to be, a, there's gonna be a, a way to get reconciled at some point. So.
2: What, what would you say was the most challenging part about being, you know, in this apprenticeship? kind of? Uh,
1: For me, it was language because, you know, you have to be super, super, super polite. And I didn't have that level of Japanese when I started. So even though I thought I was being polite, everything I said was an abject insult to my master. You, you and, mean polite to your master or polite to everyone or polite? Polite to your master. Polite to your seniors, uh, polite to masters in the other families. So I think my master's biggest worry would be that I'm going to go to some other family and kind of in, like I'm be impolite to one of the one of his one All of right. people that are near his stature, which would just would look very bad on him. So my master, first week of my apprenticeship, my master said, "So for the next couple of months, until you learn to say anything politely, just don't talk." Yeah. Uh, here I'd become an apprentice to be a storyteller, and the first thing he does <laughs> was not to talk. So what did you actually do during this apprenticeship?
2: I mean, you say servitude, so were you always kind of...
1: So um, yeah, so how would you
2: describe it? You
1: go to the master's house every day yeah. at like six a.m. or seven a.m. Whenever he calls, just come over. And um, the first thing is you do you just do the housework, you do cleaning, laundry, sometimes cook breakfast. Although my master usually ate out, um, fold kimonos, just menial chores, really. Uh, you do a lot of organization on the business side that you go to the master's office and do like organization organization of his his tapes and recordings of goods and that kind of thing. There's all kinds of stuff to be doing. Uh, then you're and then you're also with the master all day um, aside from that. And so when, he, when he's doing a show, you're with him. You pack all the you pack all the stuff, all the theater equipment and also all his personal clothing and when you get there you arrange the dressing room you arrange the kimonos in a way that it's easy for him to choose each kimono for each different story um when he's ready to get dressed you dress the master you're serving tea um then you're going out and doing the lights and the sound so you're doing the stage management work as well uh-huh. um once you're finished if you're if you get a chance to finish the master stuff then you go to um serve the the scene the, 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 the apprentices that are more senior to you um when the master comes off the stage he'll just take off his kimono you're folding that. Um, Putting it, in the, uh, putting it back into the furoshiki, the cloth. When you get back to the office, you go back and you hang up the kimonos because they might be a little, still a little bit wet from perspiration, that kind of thing. Um, and then it just goes again and again and again. Um, and basically, he doesn't spend too much time teaching you, but you, you're saying you have gei have on onusumu, and probably the same in, in the sake apprenticeship, I would assume. Yes. It's basically watch and learn. Steal the art form, yeah. gei onusumu. On you just basically watch, you learn. While the master's on stage, you're usually able to sit at the side of the stage. If you're doing, especially if you're doing the sound, it's not, it's just the, just the opening music. So you're there, you can listen to that story, you listen to the same performance again and again and again. It's amazing what you glean just by watching how he evolves the story over performances and that kind of thing. Or maybe something he said to with a dinner with his fans and apprentices appears as a joke on stage the next day. You think, oh, that's how he structures a joke. And so, I mean, it's just, a, it blows your mind how much you learn from an apprenticeship as opposed to paying for lessons and like the way we do it in the West, right? Yeah. Paying it, for lessons
2: and going it, for an hour a week. It's very Japanese, isn't it? Just to kind of watch it. They just expect Absolutely. you to watch and, and just learn. Just watch and learn. Yeah.
0: And, and, steal, I mean, and steal. Steal the art form. Just steal <laughs> the art form. Is, is
2: Stealing kind the art. Of, they're, kind of, it's, they, they're, they're, trying, they're trying to structure it in the sake world so that that doesn't happen. It's kind of the opposite. It's, they, they, they try to do it so the Toji's art form is never kind of stolen and at least until he kind of retires or whatever. Right, so, right, right. It's a slightly different structure in that respect, but I can see a lot of similarities.
1: Well, but to so, uh, yeah, I mean, you're talking about a specific taste of a specific socket, yes. right? Yep. I mean, yep. the, the, if you're apprenticing to someone, you're learning the general principles of. Yeah. You're going in yep. from zero. Yep. It's like okay, how, what? How, how do I get the rice from here over to here? Like you've got to watch and then okay, that's how they do it, right? So yep, right, for right. the basic stuff, you're stealing the art from, and, and they, they don't. Maybe they don't
2: teach you anything. You probably just you have to watch. You you just watch learn. and learn. Yeah, yeah, yeah,
1: absolutely, absolutely, and. Um, so when was what was the first
2: kind of, you know, when, when did you actually get your chance in the spotlight and kind of how does that work?
1: It's right away. Um, you As soon as you learn one story, the master could put you out at the to, as the, the first five, 10 minutes wow. of uh, opening act. And my master was playing massive theaters, 1,500, 2,000 seat theaters. So you're doing 10 minutes you don't know left from right. Whoa. And you're, it's like trial by fire. It's, you're in there in a huge theater. Nobody laughs, of course, for the first <laughs> really beautiful. Are
2: they patient though? Do they understand like what, what, how your, what your purpose
1: on the stage is at that time? Absolutely. That, yeah. I mean, that's the beautiful thing about, that's the beautiful thing about the Rack of the World is everyone's there. Oh, that's the new apprentice. They love it. Right. Oh, that's the new apprentice. He's not funny at all. Can't wait till next year. <laughs> and then, and then next year, maybe when you're through with your apprenticeship, you're not the top batter. You're like yeah. maybe one of the more main guests. With the masters or you have your own show or something like that and it's like wow four years ago he wasn't funny and now look at him still not funny but he's better right and then maybe two years later they're like wow he's great and they feel like the fans feel like they had a part in raising you right so you would never put like carnegie hall the the master is never going to put their like student violinists are five years old and Mary had a little land, they're not going to do that. But in Rakugo, they do. That's part of the yeah. world of Rakugo and that's part of making a, a, one big family. I mean, I think that's just incredible thing about um, about Japan in general is that that's, every fan like loves that part of it, yeah. really. Sounds like hard work. It? Sounds like fun, though. It no, it's like a that's lot, of lot of fun. Yeah, it sounds yeah, like, like a lot, lot of fun. We I mean, yeah, yeah. to say
2: that about Saki brewing, don't we? It sounds like hard work, but it's a lot of fun yeah. as well.
1: It's a lot of fun and there's nothing like going to the Uchiaga after party with with just the Rocco storytellers who who were involved in that day and just like listening to the masters. Because the masters, the seniority is very, very strict. Yeah. But once you get to like, okay, we've all done a show together and, you know, usually the most junior people are the ones that did the most to help everyone. So the seniors are like, just don't worry about seniority anymore. Relax, let's just drink. And that's when it's just most fun. It's just like the kind of, to, you'd roll up your shirt sleeves. It's like, okay, who has the best story now? Like Yeah. And there's like Banashi, Like, oh, you know what that master was like when he was young? And there's all kinds of gossip. And it's just just the funnest thing in the world. Like, this is why I became a Rakoka. I really feel that. Do you go drinking sake
2: sometimes as well? You know, as a, like a group and then kind of... Uh, you know, yeah, absolutely.
1: After a show with... Uh, I mean, I've been separated from that world for a few years because I've been right. concentrating so much abroad. Yeah. So I don't get the chance that much anymore. But, you know, when you do, it's just so fun. And then... And then there's a level on top of that when you're just performing with your family, like apprentices under the same master. Mm Sometimes you'll have like a Ichimon Kai, which means a show with just Katsura Bunushi's Mm -hmm. Deshi or apprentices, right? Yeah. and then you did a little. They're literally like brothers and sisters, like because we all suffered under the same master. I hope nobody translates that <laughs> 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 also, the I said that. But we all went through the same apprenticeship, so that's just you feel like literally you feel like blood relatives. It's just a fascinating dynamic, unique, very unique. Yeah, yeah. Um,
2: let's have, let's have a few quick fire questions. Yeah, change the tempo a little bit. Um, what, what's your favorite
1: rakugo story, and and why? I love. Um, let me give you my favorite traditional story. Or my favorite story by my master because my master writes all his own stories.
2: Uh, either, yeah, I mean, I'll
1: give you both. Yeah, I'm gonna give you both. One, the traditional one is called Chirito Teching. and it has it has a great it has great drinking scenes, sake Whoa. scenes. Mm. Um, fact, like the sake comes out, nada no kipon junmai daiginjo. Yeah, but that's mm-hmm. so that's basically at the time in Edo
2: period. The best sake was actually being shipped from uh, NADA, which is uh, modern-day uh, Kobe. Okay. Yeah. Ah, right, yeah, yeah. That's where they made the best sake, because of like the, the water down there. Was, right, was right, perfect, right, right, right. Perfect, right, right, perfect right. for making sake. And up in Tokyo, the sake was terrible.
1: Yeah, okay. Wow. Yeah. That's fascinating. So there's this, there's this guy. There's this Dan-san, it's his birthday. And this he has one guest who, who's great at complimenting everything. Right. And then the next guest comes and he just hates everything. And it's a dynamic among the three of them. Um, they make the get, the, the guest that, that hates everything thinks he knows everything. So they make him eat rotten tofu dressed up as a sake snack with wasabi mm. and shichimi and just everything that would make it really, really, uh, spicy and hot and that kind of thing. And watch him squirm. Um, yep. uh, why don't you have some sake with me? And he says, uh, what, 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 what kind of sake is it? Oh, I don't know. I heard it's pretty good. My, my friend sent it to me for my birthday. kipon jun mai so, narano keep on you my taking chop. Z. Narano keep on you my taking chop. Huh? You mean uh and it's just a whole explanation of Yeah, that, right? yeah, yeah, yeah. Um whether uh, whether you would know the explanation, right? Uh, is that the one where they where they polish down every uh, single grain of rice down to 50 percent, and they do not add a drip uh, a drop of distilled alcohol, sake in its purest and most pristine form. The friend that sent you that bottle of sake for your birthday has excellent taste in Japanese rice wine. Oh, so you've had it before? Never. You seem to to know so much about it. No, 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 no. I had heard that in the world, somewhere, somewhere, there was such a thing as Nararoki Ipon Junmai Dai but this is the first time, first time I have ever seen it in front of my very eyes. So have a drink then. Continues, right? Gives him some sashimi. Same kind of thing goes on. Oh, why don't you have some rice? Some white rice with your sashimi. White rice! first time in my life what are you talking about you're japanese you wait, you eat white rice every day right but i like you you compliment everything right that's that kind of dynamic yeah yeah yeah
2: yeah that's fantastic no i, I that's I, a great story i'm in you. love with that one i'll on tell, that one. tell
1: you why i love this story is because there are so many aspects of japanese culture that are in the story like drinking manners and compliments and how to deny a compliment in the in the way Japanese people still do today. And, right. and the other there's so many precious little tidbits of awesome Japanese culture that I use the first half of the story to explain in a humorous way. Yeah. Like when I teach Japanese drinking manners to an audience in New York, so when you have to say like when it's yeah, filling yeah. up, yeah. and if you to say cheers, if they're above you in rank, you have to bring the cup lower, yeah, and then people yeah. go lower and yeah. lower. And yeah. people are in tears. And especially Japanese people, because they, Japanese people just do this, right? Because that's proper manners. But when you explain it in a way that it's like, coming from a Canadian, this is pretty interesting manners, right? Mm -hmm. Just love it, right? So then you explain all these different manners, and then you, then it all comes out in the story, and it just makes, it makes a perfect hour of Rakugo, which is why I love it. I performed it on Broadway and in London, and it's just, it's, it's just, um, that's fantastic. it always right. goes so well, yeah. People love it. People love it for what they can take home with it too. Right? Yeah. The things that they've learned about Japanese culture, right? It's fantastic.
0: Great. But it mean that during the story, when you when you tell when you tell it in English, yeah. you sometimes well, not interrupt the story, but you, you add things to, to to bring information to the to the to the audience? Or? No, not during the story. No, not not at all. The story. I don't change the
1: story. Yeah. But you, I just did a Rakugo performance a little bit for you, right? Yep. And I said, this is the name of the yeah. fan, and this is the name of the hand towel. Mm-hmm. In that section, Okay. I say, okay, ladies and gentlemen, like the story I'm going to tell you today has a little bit of drinking, but I right. have to tell you about drinking manners in Japan because okay. it's quite complicated, right? Okay. And then just demonstrate there and then say, okay, everybody, please repeat after me. The eyebrows are very important. You have to raise your eyebrows. Right? <laughs> just like in a humorous way, but it is okay. a serious explanation of Japanese manners. So it's not yep. making fun of the manners at all. It's just, but I think and this goes over really well in UK. Right. I think, because I think British culture has the same kind of very specific manners, just different, yeah. they, they they focus on different things, but I just think it's like, okay, we're not the only complicated culture out there. I think people yeah. kind of really f- are familiar with that. Yeah, you so. see a we lot agree. of similarities
2: with, with yeah. UK, yeah. Um, like culture, like the Victorian times. And right, kind of, right, 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 And the right, right, yeah. period, Do they have a kind of a very similar kind of... Yeah, Pretty agree with that. Yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. yeah. Um, so I have one question. Is, ahead, how, right. many, how many pieces are there? And how stories, many, yeah. Yes, yeah, stories. Mm. And, and I mean, in, in No, for example, they are pretty much, uh, they, they haven't changed for centuries. Yeah. But Rakugo has been evolving. Some Absolutely. of the stories were created by your master, you said. So yep. Yep, yep, it's, yep, yep, it's yep. kind of endless, isn't it? Uh, it is.
1: It is endless. I mean, my master has written over 300 stories. Wow. My master's written so many stories. That I during the apprenticeship I came up to him, like we the apprentices try to find ones that nobody else is doing. found so mm. a story. I think it was called frogs. Kaeru, frogs, right? Mm-hmm. I I asked master. I said master, I, I want to memorize uh, Kaeru, frogs, and he said, oh good 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 oh, sunshine, go ahead. <laughs> is that a traditional story there, frogs? Uh, no no no, it's a it's a it's a modern story. Modern. Story? Who, who, who wrote it? Ah, you you, you, you wrote it. <laughs> uh, uh, for, uh, I don't remember that one. Okay, memorize it. Show it to me next week. I, he's written so many. And maybe he of them he's only done once for like a TV appearance or something like that. He doesn't even remember. So it's, that's, it's, that's how prolific he is. For the traditional stories, there's a ton. But I would say commonly, like standards, kind of commonly used ones. Maybe it's between two and three. Two hundred. I think if mm-hmm. any storytellers up to three hundred, they're doing some really rare ones. Did I you think. start
0: writing writing your own, ones?
1: your own? I haven't written my own yet, really. Uh, mm-hmm. Especially because for performing abroad, I would prefer to do my master's stories or or the traditional stories. And the reason mm-hmm. is the first half of the performance is all my own material anyway. Mm-hmm. So I, you know, why not bring the culture mm-hmm. in that respect? To, to, to people abroad. So I haven't started writing my own stories yet. Mm. Uh, but um, now that's this great point you make that it has been evol- evolving. And not only are there new stories, but the stories themselves, depending on the master, can have a real different flavor to them. Mm. Um, so the the way it works is you, if I'm learning a story from my master, I have to imitate his way of doing the story. But once he says, OK, you're ready to perform that, then it's your story for life. And I I can change it in my own way, I have permission to change it. So basically, a mm-hmm. lot of masters, a lot of them keep it the same, but a lot of them maybe get put in a little bit of their own feeling mm-hmm. into it. So, um, so you're right. There's a lot of versions of the same story, even. So even if you don't steal the art form, they do give you some little gifts along the way. Absolutely, so, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah,
2: yeah. That's really cool. Um, so if we could talk a little bit more about like uh, Saki and how it's portrayed in, in Nakugo. Kind of sure. what are the kind of common themes surrounding Saki and Nakago? Like, well, I mean, the main theme up,
1: is. Uh, drinking sake leading, yeah. leading to drunkenness yeah um and so you have a lot of drunk characters yeah i mean that's the main one that comes up. that's the most oh, that's obviously the most that's where you're gonna get the most comedy yeah, yeah. out of it and that's that, men that's, and women sorry
0: men and women yeah,
1: good, yeah. Oh, yeah drinking yes now have i ever seen a drunk woman as a rako character I, I don't know I in racco it's Rocco it was it was definitely awesome. the men getting drunk yeah yeah yeah, yeah. yeah.
2: how I mean, do you how do you kind of do you do you portray the different vessels? You know, like you have different vessels for drinking sake. Do you have like different?
1: I, I tend to do the same. I tend to do the same one. If, if you're pouring, it's, it's maybe like this. So
2: he's showing this, us the so fan so kind the fan. of shape, like a tokkuri. A, yeah. a tokkuri. Yeah.
1: Um, and then I tend to go with a glass about this size. So it's a bit. So you have the smaller. What do you call it? O- o- the otoko. otoko, Yeah. I don't, yeah. I tend to do more of a little bit bigger one, which is I right. don't know what that's called. But then and then you bring it to your mouth and you actually suck on your thumb. To depict drinking oh. so it's like mm. you can only hear the
2: sound here you right? can try at home if you can kind of yeah you kind of
1: yeah
2: that's amazing <laughs> i don't know if that works doesn't it
1: that's so the, the interesting works. thing is you're actually sucking on your thumb as the lip mm-hmm. of the glass so it's um so it's not showing like you, you might be holding it that way, but you really... Yeah. There's mm-hmm. so a lot of things are radical where you're being quite unrealistic and that shows the realism, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like when you're knocking on a door, I'm banging my, I'm banging my, uh, knocking my fan on the floor here to depict knocking on the door, right? Hello? Anybody home? Who is it? I make no attempt to hide the fan that, that's making the right. sound. Right. Mm-hmm. Because that would take too much energy and would people would know what you're doing anyway. So Raku does not attempt to hide unreality. It doesn't do anything that takes up too much energy. Yeah. But nobody even sees this. All they see is someone knocking on the door. That's the real beauty of Raku. So when you're drinking, you're, just, you're sucking your thumb, but no, all, people only see you drinking.
2: How do you kind of like portray drunkenness in, in Rakugo? Pretty much like... Today?
1: It's a bit of slurring, yeah. Yeah, It's a bit of slurring and uh, some 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 funny words thrown in and, very simple language.
0: And body remember. movements. I mean, you you, you are sitting in Seiza, so mm. the lower part of the body is bit. pretty much... Pretty yeah, much a little bit of uh, hand, hand motion. And,
1: yeah. yeah. Yeah,
2: absolutely. There, there are different styles of, of Rakugo, aren't there? So you've got like um, the Tokyo-style Rakugo and yes. then you've got like the Kansai-style Rakugo. Yeah. Does... Does the kind of way, do do the stories about sake, do they differ? Are there any kind of subtle differences that you've
1: noticed between the 2 you They're way over my head. Probably there are some specific, I think there's some specific stories. I'm part of the Kamigata tradition, which is Osaka. Right. And then there's uh, the Edo tradition, which is Tokyo. Tokyo used to be called Edo. Yeah. There may be some specific stories particular to, because... The two traditions share most of the stories. Right. Where they originated, could be one, it could be the other, but they kind of tend to share them. And then some of the versions are a bit different, but so there may be something because, you know, Osaka was the merchant city and right. Edo was the kind of samurai yeah. city. So there's, the, the culture of Rakugo is very different in that way and the performance styles are very different. Um, so there may be stories that are specific to one or the other, but it doesn't—it doesn't dawn on me right now. You should have gotten someone who knows a lot more about rock. No, 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 me no, 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 on not your at program. All, I'm very sorry. Not at all. <laughs> We've already learned a lot about, you know,
2: various different things Saki-related, and, and there are some, and some really good answers to these
1: really good questions. I just don't have them. Very, very right.
2: interesting. <laughs> uh, no, 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 not at all, not at all. Um, what? So, I mean, have you performed any of the other styles? Which, which style do you kind of?
1: I obviously perform in Osaka uh, only yeah, in the Osaka. That's your favorite out of the out of the ones that you. Well, don't. it's the only one I can do only really. Can. I mean, in Japanese, you're using Osaka dialect or using old old Edo yeah, dialect, yeah, yeah. and I've never heard of anyone that could do both properly. Mm. Even now, my seniors in Osaka,
2: y- your, your Osaka dialect is very good because I I studied a, I studied a year Hate in Osaka, <laughs> it's not very good. and um, I watched a few of your videos on YouTube where you're doing like yeah? Osaka dialect. Thank you so much, it
1: sounds very good. Here's the thing: to people in Osaka, it'll never be good. Oh yeah, But, but the people a- in Osaka, if you were born in Hokkaido, you'll never speak proper Osaka dialect. Right? It's impossible for them. Yeah, yeah. The good thing is that anybody outside of Osaka, they can't really tell the difference. So my Osaka dialect is, is – I'll tell you one thing. Osaka people, people from Osaka, compliment my English rakugo because they say – my English sounds like Osaka dialect. Oh, really? So I'm so thrilled with this compliment because that's mm-hmm. the spirit I'm trying to bring to the story. Yeah. But I'm obviously not changing my accent to try to sound Osaka. It's all about characterization and rhythm and all of that. And so yeah. some and that was the goal. But then when people come to my to my show in New York or in London and say, and they are from Osaka, but they've been living in in UK or in in the States. And they say, you know, I was listening to your English, Rakugo, but it just sounds like Osaka dialect to me. It's amazing. I love that compliment. It's yeah, just that's, really
2: that, that's a hell of a compliment.
1: So yeah. my English sounds like Osaka dialect, but my Osaka dialect sounds like it's Osaka dialect with a Canadian accent. <laughs> 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 I can't win. Okay, so this is Katsuo Sunshine here with one more story wherever you're going to put this if you put this on the top then mm-hmm. it's not going to be one more story so you could maybe cut the part where i'm talking about one more story or you can include it because i've already given you the option of including this saying how long is he going to talk about one more story just do it for crying out loud uh so one of the things is uh as i said the uh, rakugo is all based on a conversation there's not much narration in rakugo not much once upon a time it's it's hello. How are you? Did you Come on in. Come on in. I was wondering who it was. It's you. Sit down. Sit down. You glean the situation from the conversation. Every story ends in a punchline. That's a punchline. It's a talking kind of story. It's a talking art form. So the punchlines often come from people just saying something a bit ridiculous, which ties the whole story uh, together, just like any, any normal punchline and any normal joke. But sometimes people miss the punchline. Now if I you miss the punchline in a 2 minute joke, I can just tell you the 2 minute joke again, but this, some of these stories are 45 50 minutes long. If you miss the punchline, you've negated the entire purpose of this whole story. I have to do it again. So I just want to get you guys I want to get everyone's rack go thinking caps on by doing a couple of very very short rack go stories so you can get used to noticing the punchline. The first one here Is 15 seconds long, so you know when the punchline is coming now, right? So you're ready for it, right? This is two ladies gossiping in front of the house in old Edo, Japan. Did you hear? Mrs. Takahashi down the street fell down flat on her face, and her face was completely disfigured. Oh, really? That's too bad. Yes, but the doctor is amazing. He managed to put her face right back to the way it was before. Oh, really? That's too bad. (laughs) It's a very high-level audience. I like them. <laughs> so that is a kind of that's a that's a story. That's a very short story that a lot of rakugo storytellers share. But then we, as rakugo storytellers, we also take pride in making up our own little anecdotes. And it wouldn't be you wouldn't be a rakugo storyteller if you weren't making up some anecdotes about uh, things that are in the news or things that are uh, happening around the world and showing that you are keeping an eye on what people are thinking about. And so I have one very, very short story about this pandemic that, you know, we wouldn't be comedians if we didn't serve our purpose by finding a little bit of lightheartedness in the dark times. And so this is a little story. This is actually a true story. I was riding the flight from New York to Tokyo about uh, eight months ago and two. Uh, Japanese ladies behind me were having a kind of... The atmosphere of the conversation was almost just like the one just now, but they were talking about the pandemic. Uh, And this is how the conversation that I overheard went. They said, did you know what an incredible country Japan is? Incredible country? Yes. Yes, we should be proud to be Japanese. We have an incredible country. Do you know, speaking of pandemics and diseases and all that, did you know that in the Edo period, they used to take a candle and melt it over people's bodies in different places and that that would have the effect of preventing different viruses and diseases from affecting that patient? Really? We used to take a candle and melt it over the body and that would prevent viruses and diseases from spreading? Yes, 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 yes. Japan was incredible, wasn't it? It was kind of a waxy nation.
2: <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's very good. Yeah, And it
1: hurt at the same time. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> <I love it. laughs> We well, things. there's there's something they say about uh, Racco storytellers. As well, we say uh, don't believe anything we say because half of it is a joke and the other half we're lying. <laughs>
2: <laughs> how how did
1: the um, show in New York come about then? So, what was the kind of uh, so the the process? I was originally a playwright and uh, composer and producer of musicals in Toronto. So, I've always had my eye on Broadway, and I I knew the whole system of how you raise money from investors and how that. You know, how the long runs work and then you get tours and maybe the some of the money from the tours goes back to the original investors the whole way the whole process by which the whole economics of it work I've known that for a long time um, and but I thought I was giving up my dreams of Broadway when I became a storyteller to be true oh, to be right. honest okay. yeah I thought you know I, I, of course I want to put my musical on Broadway some someday but this is more interesting because there's no there are no foreigners who are actual rakugo storytellers at the time. Mm. So I thought, this, is, this would be great and I'd love to be part of this world. So I kind of put that away. But then um, after I finished my apprenticeship, I started going abroad quite a bit as a guest of the Japanese embassies and consulates in different cities and we kind of got to go all over the world with this as a kind of cultural presentation. So, but everybody was laughing all over the place, laughing a lot more than I thought they would. Like, I thought they'd find it kind of cute and interesting, but I didn't think people would be rolling over laughing at this stuff. And so... At the end of a North American tour in 2013, I went. I, I ended it in my hometown of Toronto at a beautiful 1,000 seat theater called the, the Winter Garden Theater. Oh yeah. And my brother and my best buddy produced it. It wasn't like the only maybe 10 percent of the audience was Japanese. The rest were from the financial industry where they're both from. They sold it out. They made their friends buy tickets. They sold out 1,000 seat theater. So these people don't have really don't don't have anything to do with Japan or anything. Anything. I, I brought it. And it just killed. And I thought, you know what? In this like, gorgeous, it looks like the Paris Opera House. Like, it's a gorgeous theater. If I can pull this off, if Rakugo is okay in this theater, then should be able to do a Broadway run. I don't know if it'll be successful, mm. but that's marketing, right? But if people come, they're going to laugh. I know that now. So at that point, I started on my journey of, of trying to put the show on Broadway and in London's West End. I did three weeks in the West End and three weeks off Broadway in 2017 and then finally 2019 started my long run and then the theaters after six months the theaters closed due to covid but i still have three kimonos and my cushion they're still in the dressing room of the new world stages theater in um in new york and october 21st the show will be uh reopening and Fantastic. it'll go for at least a year but hopefully it'll it'll keep going if, it, if it, you know if shows go well you can continue forever so I well, uh, hope, to, hope to have a long run, maybe five years or ten years. Or there you go. Yeah, Back-to-go yeah.
2: performance followed by uh, Saki somewhere in, in New York. Uchiaga, absolutely. It's, also,
1: it's the only reason I perform. Yeah. For the Uchiaga. yeah. What what a better reason can
2: you have for uh, getting out? Uh, after now this run.
1: recording will survive the opening of the show, so I will say the show will begin October twenty first, or the show began October twenty first <laughs> and is wildly successful so far. <laughs>
2: <laughs> sunshine tell us about these amazing uh outfit that you have you really do look the part cheers uh, yeah
1: where, where do you get this amazing kimono from so this is my own fashion line i just started what happened was about uh four years ago when i moved to new york um for the stage i have my silk kimonos with my uh, family crest on it the Mon. yeah but um for, for walking around like i always wear kimonos anyway for walking around i wanted something kind of hip and just interesting. So I had a denim kimono design. I designed it myself and then someone made it for me. And just to be kind of creative about it, I, um, I attached the kimono sleeves with zippers so you can unzip the sleeves and put different sleeves on. And then you make just different sleeves. And so one kimono can become many different <laughs> kinds of fashion. And it's, it's very inexpensive to make a pair of sleeves so that I can make some just for an event. I did one for a sake event. Uh, do oh, you know, the good. sake maker, um, Dasai? Yeah, they did a big event in um, New York. And like the uh, the owners, the, the Shacho and Kaicho were coming from Japan and everything. And I was invited to this event. Mm-hmm. So I thought, oh maybe if I put if I make a kimono for them, they'll sponsor me or something. So I, you know, it just got uh, the sleeves made up and I went there. They were shocked. <laughs> what do like, what what you have on the sleeves? You have well, you know that you know you have these aprons which yes. have like the yes. name Dasai really big and yes. the aprons are, are blue and beautiful. I just got an apron and cut it out and like pasted it to a sleeve. Mm. It looked awesome. That's it looked really cool. awesome. It looked like the kimono was like, so that's the thing. They, you wouldn't look at it and say, oh, he made dust sized sleeves. The whole kimono <laughs> looks like it was made for the event. So they were just, their mouths were agape that yeah. this New Yorker, which I'm not. But anyway, that's what I looked like. Was, Why? Who is this? And anyway, they didn't end up sponsoring me, but you never know. You never know in the future. <laughs> if anyone's listening that's fantastic <laughs> so but i just ha- i was just having a lot of fun with these kimonos but over the years people said like i want one and so now with the um with the kind of hi- hiatus from performing due to covid i just i just took advantage of the time and and just like um and 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 created the brand now the denim is all from uh, Okayama which is very <laughs> traditionally famous for denim and before yep. that with Aizome which is the blue uh, dying of material. Yes, yeah. and um, there's a brand of jeans called Momotaro. Have you ever heard yes, of? Yes, I've heard of Momotaro. Yeah. yeah, yeah. That's the maker. The parent company is actually a, a, a denim maker and uh, other materials, other cotton materials. And they sell, they supply like even like a lot of high high brands in Europe with material. And all of my denim is is, is from them. It's all it's called Japan Japan Blue is the name of the company. All the denim we uses there. And so now I've got a couple of kimonos.
2: Have you been kind of able to
1: sell any of this
2: off to any other? Rakugoka? car? Have they kind of? What's the reaction no. been from the traditional? No, part? I'm not going to try to sell
1: to rakugo no. because you wouldn't wear this on stage anyway. No. Um, I will, but I, I don't think they would. <laughs> Although some of my seniors think it's it's incredible, and I love they love the sleeve thing. But no, I'm not going to try to market to my fellow storytellers. You would never do that. But no. um, but that being said, like sales are through the roof. I'm trying to find more people to sew because I can't keep up. So it, this could be like a real, uh, this could be real business. If it, if it goes really I well, know. I just quit rackable, maybe. You put these on sale.
2: <laughs> I'm buying one. I want the one with the sleeves. Are you want? The sake Are you in? Yeah, I'm in. I'm in. Yeah. Yeah. yeah okay. Yeah. Done. Yeah. You didn't. You doing made make some. to measure or you, it's made to measure. I need yeah. your height and your shirt size, and then it's probably done. the only probably my first kind of kimono that actually fits properly because getting oh, a yeah, kimono done? here done, is. Oh yeah, done. 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 You'll, is, you'll love it. Yeah, because you're quite tall. Yeah, I'm really tall.
1: Yeah, yeah. there'll be a new pattern so, for you, but that's we'll just make a new pattern. it's fine. <laughs> it's more expensive. Fantastic. No, 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 no. It's more expensive for me. The price to sell is because the, yeah. the sewer, who's my partner, kind of she become partners. with, with She's in Kagoshima, but she, uh, she, the, the process is if she does one new pattern, she'll actually make a pattern so that anybody in the future can make this kimono, and she charges me a bit more yeah, for that. that so sense. the first time yeah. I pay more, but you don't pay any more. Okay. That's a, Fantastic. That well. oh, that's amazing. Done! I made amazing, a, I made a sale. I love it. Brilliant. we got to go out drinking sake together. We our, do. Our, we, our have, then. we all have to go out drinking
2: sake. I'm going to be a hoot. Um, finally, you know, do you have any kind of uh, message for listeners or any kind of dreams or aspirations yourself? Kind of anything you, kind of think you would like to do in the future or... Any kind of new shows you're you looking to perform? Yeah, well, right now, to be
1: practical about it, I'm raising uh, 1.5 million dollars. Okay. Um, in investment to put to resume the show on Broadway and to run it for a year, and also mm-hmm. to create a kind of comedy special for Netflix. Uh, based on the stand-up comedy specials that right. are so popular, yep. I think Rakugo. You, could, if you filmed it a certain way, it could fit in. Fit oh, right in with Oh, absolutely, that. absolutely. So, um, so if there's anybody who's listening who's interested in investing in a in a Broadway show, certainly get in touch with me. But also, you know, I'm gonna be I'm gonna be performing in New York um, on Broadway for the foreseeable future. So definitely come and see the show. Say hello. Let's go for a drink after the show. Let's go for some sake. I'll take you to a uh, uh, kind of secret. What do you call it? Broadway, Broadway, yep. I can't remember my English. Anaba. What's an Anaba? Secret place. Secret place which is not really known, but everybody knows who's on the inside or whatever. Yes. Yeah. It's a very long translation of that very short <laughs> word. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Keep in touch um, and uh, look out for me in uh, in New York and in London. But I you're mean... You're
2: performing online as well, right? You're doing a little online thing. Will it probably slightly... It's It's... Very soon, isn't it? I saw some Oh, of yeah, yeah. Uh, in, yeah. In, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Hyper
1: Japan in the UK. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll be doing that too. Yeah.
0: You're
2: doing it online, and some people come kind of.
0: It's YouTube. online, and that one's yeah. free. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. For our uh, Tokyo listeners yes. or Japan listeners, do you, do you have a program? So in I have Japan a show well? on,
1: on June 7th, but this won't be yeah. out yet, right? This will be when, when July 7th. Uh, July 7th, sorry. <laughs> July 7th. I don't know, probably July, I guess, right? End of yeah. July. Will I have something in August? Do we plan one or not? Yeah, there'll be a show. I don't the, the date has not been confirmed. Yeah. The show will be at the Yurak, uh, the Yoshimoto Yurakcho Theater. If you can listen to that then you can look it up online and and uh okay. the tickets will be there. It's a beautiful little theater uh that is run by the Yoshimoto Creative Agency which I'm part of, yeah.
2: You sent us a link or something we can put it up when we
1: actually go live. Oh yeah, perfect. I'll the, send you a link. The show. To show. Yeah, perfect. perfect people perfect. can yep. people can book that. Fantastic. Um, we we definitely have to go out and, and yeah. watch. Yeah. Um yeah. it'll be the last one before uh, heading to 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 the states, yeah. So coming down to it, you know, if we're going to talk about ending stories on a ridiculous note, and also to tie everything up today, we've been talking about sake. So I'll end with a very, very short one about sake that's very much in the same atmosphere as the first one about sake I told. But it's again at the peak of drunkenness. Um, At the peak of drunkenness, when it's time to go home, this time the two guys are arguing about the time of day. The time to go home. Yes, I think you're right. We should leave. I think we should leave. It's time to go home. Let's go. Let's go. Out the door. Be careful. Watch your step. Out the door. Oh. Huh? Oh. Huh? Oh. I did not realize we had been drinking for all this time. What do you mean? What do you mean? What has happened? No, look. Look. We have been drinking for so long. The sun has already risen. What, 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 what was that? You haven't been drinking that long that is not the sun you're mistaken that is the moon the moon is shining brightly you think it's the sun because you are too drunk it's the moon no no what are you talking about no 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 look at that that cannot be the moon the moon is never that it's the sun no the moon the sun the moon the right, all right, all right, all right. We are not going to decide this among ourselves. Let's ask a passerby. This gentleman here, I think he can tell Excuse me, sir. Yes. Can I help you? Yes, yes, yes. My friend and I are having an argument. Perhaps you can settle it. I think that this is the sun. He thinks that this is the moon. Could you please tell us which one it actually is? Oh, the sun, the moon, I don't know, I'm not from around here. <laughs> <laughs> that one takes, a second. Nice takes one. a second. That one took a second. And, and,
2: and, uh, I was expecting a different punchline. I thought they were gonna, it was getting mixed up with like a lantern or something like that, and it completely ah. threw me, so it's not what I expected, and that's what yeah, actually yeah, yeah, makes, yeah. It, makes it even funnier. <laughs> That
1: was, that was pretty funny. The pause there is like, what? Yeah. Processing, processing. <laughs> yeah, yeah that's, that's very, very That good. Actually, that punchline is one st- – I didn't make that story yeah. up. That's a, all, yeah. of, all of them use this. But this that one is one step removed from where you think it's going in any kind of pattern. So it does take the audience even – Yeah, a right. What? <laughs> well, perhaps when people are getting drunk
2: on Saki, they'll discover their own Rakugo stories. Mm. Yeah, Perhaps, yeah, perhaps. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. It has been um, an absolute pleasure. Genius thank, so thank you so much. And a real laugh. And it's been nice to have a laugh, hasn't it? Kind of, <laughs> yeah. You know, um, not done that in a while, I think. And uh, it's not something we do so often on this show, and it's nice, actually. It's got a nice change of uh, tempo, I think. And uh, we'd love to have you... Back, maybe in the future to do cheers, some love performances to come back yeah, or, yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. Um, and, uh, and I'd
1: love to have you both you all <laughs> at the theater in New York yes, you've got to come yes yes we'll have to go and we'll
2: have to go and see it's been absolutely wonderful thank you so much cheers thank it's you so much been for a coming a lot of fun for coming for having me uh-huh. thank you Sebastian thank you very much Chris on this, um, on this, putting this that together. incredibly funny journey of discovery indeed into something a little bit different and we have discovered that there are some quite strong links with Saki and Rakugo yeah, it's fascinating actually. I'm yeah. very happy to hear you talk about that. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, I think uh, and I think it is. It is kind of like a mirror of the times of Edo. I feel like we've been transported to Edo period, Japan a number of on a number of occasions during this podcast. And Cheers. that's been absolutely fantastic. Thank you so much. And uh, thank you, Sebastian. <laughs> and I think that will do it for another episode of Saki on Air. Um, If you could please take a moment, uh, if you've enjoyed this, to review and rate us on Apple Podcasts or whatever platform you may be enjoying the show on. Feel free to send your questions and comments to questions at Sakionair.com or uh, at sakeonair on on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. You'll find us all over on... uh, You'll also find us over on YouTube as well. We have a number of videos on there you can watch. And we'll be back with more Saki on Air in just 2 weeks time until then sebastian sunshine will you join me
1: yeah i bye bye Sake Air
2: is made possible with the generous support of the Japan Sake and Shochu Makers Association and is broadcast from the Japan Sake and Shochu Information Center in Tokyo. The show is a co-production between Export Japan and Potts K Productions, with editing and sound production by Frank Walter. Thank you very much for listening.